and welcome back to Restore Planet Podcasts with me, your host, Jack Cole. So today I'm joined by Subhas's Butterai from Nepal, who's been telling us a lot about the work that he's got going on uh, up in the mountains. So Subhas's, welcome. And would you start by telling us a little bit about your background and the work that it is that you do? Uh, okay. Hello, Jack. Nice to meet you. Uh, as you just mentioned, I'm Subhas's Butterai, all the way straight from mountainous country, uh, in the South Asia, in between India and China. Uh, so uh, currently I'm studying uh, my undergraduate degree to my last final semester in Institute of Forestry at Riven University, Nepal. And recently I've been working as a research intern in Forest Training and Research Center, focusing my research area in Sepoksundu National Park, one of the largest national park and the on and only trans Himalayan National Park in Nepal. So over the last three years, uh, I've been working in ground-based research uh, involving with different, different CBOs, community-based organizations, NGOs, government agencies, uh, focusing on uh, medicinal and aromatic plants maps, uh, basically non-timber forest product, NTFP. So I'm very interested in working at the grassroots levels to help with like socioeconomic upliftment of the role of poor, marginalized people, uh, climate vulnerable people by sustainable utilization of medicine and animal plants. So, this has been a research on yet. I'm very interested to work in all these things, and it gives us justice and a good happiness to work in this sector. Lovely, fantastic. Good start. So, would you mind telling us, for those of us who might not know that much about Nepal, what it's like there in terms of conservation and climate change? What is the current situation and threats? Uh, Nepal is a developing country and it's like, uh, it's a false vulnerable country in terms of climate change. We don't have like big, big uh, emissions. The con our contributions in like uh, emissions is very negligible. Our country is a mountainous country, lots of mountains and lots of uh, mountain range. And majority of the people here are like farmers. They keep on farming, uh, vegetables, uh, fruits and so on and so on. Very less people are involved in industrialized uh, or, or other sectors. So uh, big uh, economy uh, from our country, it comes from the revenue generated by foreign employments in different uh, Gulf countries and other uh, developed countries. Uh, so it's it's like that. <laughs> so, yeah. Beautiful. Am I telling us a little bit about maps or what are they and how you are exploring ways to, to use them to help uplift the, the rural poor. Yeah, uh, maps is basically, uh, before understanding maps, we have to understand the non-timber forest product. Non-timber forest product is uh, the product except the timber. Uh, it, it includes like fruit, nuts, berries, mushrooms, honeys, resins, along with uh, maps. And MAPS is a specific subset of non-timber forest product that has medicinal values um, that can be used as a drug remedies, uh, extract, it can be used as a medicinal purpose. So uh, example like different perfumes, uh, herbal medicines, peppermints, uh, essential oil, ginsengs, chamomiles, all these are uh, MAPS medicinal and aromatic plants. So uh, talking about the medicinal iron plants in Nepal, Nepal has a diverse sectors of medicinal iron plants. It is listed that uh, there are uh, more than 7,000 species of plants in Nepal. Among them, 10% uh, of plants have their uh, medicinal value. So 
Department of Plant Resource also mentions that there are more than 700 uh, medicinal and aromatic plants in Nepal. Uh, among them, they have been locally utilized by traditional uh, herbal medicinal purpose, ethno-medicinal purpose by different ethnic class uh, to cure their disease and so on and so on. Uh, but like uh, three, 300, it is listed from different research like Sresta Ital in uh, the 2012. It is listed that about 300 medicinal plants are commercialized and they've been traded in national and international market. But the condition, as, you gotta, as I got to see in my last three years journey while researching on medicinal plants is the condition over here is uh, very low. The actual farmers are not getting uh, the uh, actual money, economy, and their life standard is not being uh, uplifted uh, that much in that level because the local, local, not local, regional and international traders, uh, they are basically focused on earning money and uh, government agencies are also not that much focused in um, uh, the commercialization of medicinal and aromatic plants. Uh, the researches are very less in these sectors, but these sectors is a great sectors to own revenue uh, for the government and for the locals, uh, farmers uh, to uplift their living standards. Okay, so what things can be improved to further help uh, these communities? What are some of the barriers? Uh, there are lots of barriers, right? Uh, there are lots of barriers. Uh, as you, uh, as you got to talk about the global uh, economic uh, trade in uh, medicinal plants, World Bank in 2019 has estimated that around 2.6 billion USD uh, was traded. Uh, in 2016, tripling the value over the last 15 years. Sorry, what was uh, that? 2.6 billion? Sorry, sorry. Yeah, 2.6 billion USD. Yeah, 2.6 billion USD in 2016. The World Bank report in 2018 shows that. 2.6 billion USD in 2016. Oh, uh, USD. Uh, US dollars. Yeah, sorry. Right. Yeah, US dollar. Okay, yeah. sorry. <laughs> got Thank from, you. Like, it's from global uh, medicinal plant export, mm, the mm, right, right. global scenario. Mm -hmm. But as, as you got to just ask, like, what are the threats? What have just been the obstacles and barriers? There are lots of obstacles and barriers in our country uh, stopping uh, the better flourishment of medicinal and aromatic plants. Uh, as you got to list out, like, one by one, the, the first one I, I I should mention is the habitat loss and degradation due to various reasons like uh, deforestations, uh, forest fires, and overgrazing. In the in the uphill Himalayan, when I was like researching in Dolpa districts, uh, Himalayan district, uh, like few months uh, earlier, I saw that yuck, their cattle are uh, feeding over all those endangered and vulnerable medicine plants, mm -hmm. so that their population is decreasing. They don't know the importance, uh, the local poor people, uh, rural people do know the, don't know the importance of medicinal aromatic plants. So uh, the loss of natural habitat uh, of medicinal aromatic plants is a significant threat uh, to their existence. And the next may be the climate change. We have lots of mountains and they've been, they've just been melting due to global uh, climate change scenario, change in uh, temperature, change in rainfall patterns. They negatively affect the growth and distributions of medicinal aromatic plants. They also like affect uh, the quality and quantity 
of the active constraints that is present in medicinal and organic plants. Mm, over the past years, the climate change has shifted the habitats of uh, plants to uh, vulnerable medicinal plants too. So due to like lack of awareness, uh, it is also seen that unsustainable harvesting, uh, unsustainable harvesting is means like over harvesting, destructive harvesting, right? Harvesting immature uh, medicinal plants, they have negatively uh, affected the growth and the populations of medicinal aromatic plants. And this is a very big threat. I have observed this in lots of districts of Nepal, uh, that this uh, only unsustainable harvesting. So, uh, and the next, the next particular reasons, uh, next threat, it can be like, uh, in different news articles and different published and unpublished journals, what I've, what I've heard and seen is uh, illegal harvesting and illegal trading. So our country is a country with like lots of political instability, lots of poor people, uh, so no good economy. So illegal harvesting can give you like big penny. So we have uh, the big, biggest, uh, one of the biggest economies uh, surrounding uh, our country, India and China. We are between India and China. So illegal trade uh, after over exploitations uh, uh, to India and China, because th these are very endangered. This, their population around the world is very, very, very less. Suppose Dr. Uh, uh, it's called Pachongle in Nepali. Uh, the scientific name is Dr. It looks like Pachongle means it looks like five finger. It is endangered, totally banned. Uh, medicinal plants banned by CITES also banned by Nepal government in all collection trade and so on and so on. It looks like five finger when it, it is uh, uh, endangered uh, yeah. plants. Yeah, endangered plant uh, okay. which is used to cure your lots of lots lots of disease, right? Lots of neurological disease, lots of uh, kidney kidney uh, kidney disorders, stomach disorders, right? Spinal disorders, heavier mm. uh, ones is very very valuable, but uh, it's very, very vulnerable and threatened, okay? Right. And, but though it's been traded illegally in uh, bordering countries like uh, China and India, mm. so this has been, this has been a great threat uh, to medicinal plants. So these endangered plants are in very high demands in the local and international market too. Right. Uh, yeah. I gotta tell you the next plant is like Texas. Texas, the scientific name is Texas Wallichina, uh, Texas uh, Bacata. It's a plant, uh, its leaves, as you gotta re refine, it's used, it's used to like cure cancer, right? Cancer, it's a medicine for cancer. Uh, recently, what I've heard is, what I've heard from my professor is, uh, China has uh, been planting lots of taxes in his land uh, in the recent days. So this illegal harvesting and trade um, is a very big reason and a very big threat uh, to the medicinal and aromatic plants in Nepal. And other other particular reasons maybe lack of good fundings, mm. lack of research on medicinal and aromatic plants, lack of awareness and uh, on people. Uh, lack of regulations, good law enforcement, mm. uh, and a very few maybe is uh, attacked by invasive species. Like invasive species means the introduction invasive. of unwanted invasive. Yes, mm. you're right. 
unwanted species plant, they also affect the growth uh, and distributions of native medicinal and animatic plants uh, in Nepal. These are some issues, but like it is easy to uh, come over all these issues if the government, if the other sectors mm -hmm. have like good good approach. Uh, the approach must be a very uh, conservative and integrated approach. Okay? Adaptations of integrate, integrated and uh, conservation measures, good approach. Uh, integrated approach means involving all those uh, things together in an integrated platform like sustainable management, awareness raising, strict laws enforcement, uh, participation of stakeholders, uh, government agencies involving its full pace in uh, these things. So this can uh, be controlled. This all these barriers, obstacles can be controlled if everybody has a like good interest and everybody works collaboratively in an integrated approach. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so there's there's lots of potential. So in the Nepali case, it's it's really a case of um, problems with invasive species and plants, illegal trafficking, and then the vulnerabilities, lack of funding. Tell me a little bit what's going on with uh, the youngsters, the youth. Yeah, yeah, youngsters. I've seen being myself a youngster. I've seen very less youngsters involved in uh, the research and conservation of medicinal animal plants. So uh, all the national park, like we have uh, 12 national park in Nepal, like all the national park is uh, secure. The security in national park is given by the Nepal army, government armies. So uh, due to the effort of national park and other conservation uh, uh, division forest offices in the rural poor, some conservation actions have been focused, but uh, the conservation actions in national parks have been focused mainly in the wildlife. <laughs> conservation actions. Sorry, the conservation actions. Yeah. Actions, right, okay. Yeah. Focusing yeah. on wildlife. Actions, uh, yeah, wildlife. It's focused mainly in wildlife, but not in like medicinal and animal plants. Not totally in, very few percentage in medicinal and animal plants. What my focus is, uh, if uh, government invests good money on research, uh, government inv invests good money uh, on the conservation actions, the locals can earn money in a good play in a good pace so that their living standard gets uplifted, and also the government get, gets good revenue because uh, for every uh, discharge, every outlet, every permit needs to pay a certain amount of revenue uh, to the government so th that government can own. You just ask why youths are not uh, being involved, why, what are the youths, uh, what are the problems youth been facing. Uh, youth involvement in the conservation is very crucial and there are different issues, uh, why uh, youths are not getting involved, how things are going forward. So uh, the first one maybe. Uh, Awareness, the main focus, the main priority is awareness and interest. Because one of the significant issues related to youth's involvement in the conservation of medicinal and animal plants is the lack of awareness and interest. I've seen many youth, young people in Nepal are unaware of the like economic and ecological, both economic and ecological importance of medicinal and animal plants. And they don't see it as a priority area for their involvement. 
<laughs> this is due to lack of uh, awareness and interest. And we see very less opportunities from the government and other sectors uh, for engagement in uh, medicinal alternative plants. Uh, I've seen different youth organizations in Nepal, different NGOs, different CBDOs, uh, focusing like uh, on issues like education, health, employment. But there are very few opportunities for young people to engage in conservation activities uh, related to medicinal aromatic plants. Along with this, like awareness, opportunities, we have seen like no innovative approaches uh, related to conservation of these uh, politicians, uh, other big, big uh, organizations gives big talk on big, big things. But medicinal and academic plants, it's, it's a hub. It's a very small plant. If you got to conserve, you got to have big value. They have not been thinking on that. So mm -hmm. we need like innovative approaches, uh, approaches involving stakeholders, local government uh, organizations, and central government organizations. Uh, approach initiative uh, related to like awareness initiative, uh, community-based initiative, uh, initiatives on like social media, right? Not the not for only for like commercialize a business purpose, the, for enterprises, herbal-based, herbal-based, Ayurvedic, uh, small-scale cottage enterprises should be established in. Uh, local ruler people's places in different ruler districts of Nepal so that these approaches uh, will come in hand and make it a good actions. And what I've seen in my like previous experience working in 30 districts of Nepal is there is less collaborations and less networking in the field of uh, um, conservations of medicine and aromatic plants in Nepal. Sorry, there is so, less what, sorry? Sorry, less collaborations, collaborations, less collaborations right. and, and less networking. The network, we networking. have, we got to have, we are networking. We, get, we have network uh, in other issues uh, related to issues of education, education uh, issues of health. Pe mm. People have network, people have organizations, but we have very less organization that focuses on medicinal and aromatic plants, non-timor non forest product. Mm. So uh, we need to have like, uh, we need to build partnership uh, among stakeholders, the collaboration on, among stakeholders, government agencies, CBOs, community-based organizations, NGOs, local communities to promote the sustainable management practices and to promote uh, sustainable uh, cultivation and harvesting of non-timor forest product. So we have mm -hmm. seen uh, different international traders and other national traders they just been involved on their business only. They take raw material from ruler and they sell it for a big, big amount of money, right? But they're not actually involved in uh, uplifting um, the ruler poor economy. Uh, and the policy advocacy and uh, policy influence is very less in terms of uh, medicinal and plants. So uh, if you gotta have like better policies, youth must, enlighten their towards, uh, towards better policies and regulations to promote sustainable management practices. Because uh, if you were to talk about the whole the populations, uh, more than half of the populations here in our country are youth, right? Uh, uh, they're uh, below like 45 years of age, more than half of the population. So involvement of young people in the conservation of 
medicinal and aromatic plants in Nepal is crucial for their sustainable management and its preservation. Uh, despite many challenges, many use people are taking innovative approaches, uh, uh, collaborating with different organizations and uh, what I've told uh, earlier, like making the approach of integrated approach involving all those things together uh, would be better uh, to flourish the uh, sustainable uh, management, uh, cultivation and harvesting of medicinal and animal plants in Nepal. Very good. Yeah, so it really sounds like it needs to be a lot more sort of centralizing, a bit more structure, some more collaborations, networking, and just sort of tying things in together using perhaps, you know, as you say, innovative approaches, technology, and educating the youth, um, or at least showing them that there's this wealth of, you know, wildlife and plants and things worth conserving around them. All right, so, Sebastian, thank you so much. For your time where could people you. uh follow your work and catch up and see what you're up to uh, uh you know i have told you like earlier like we have uh, we have like lots of elevation differences we have lots of pure physiographic zones this is a benefit this is asset to our country being a mountainous country uh, we have hot summers in the torai and we have the tallest peak of, peak of the world the Mount Everest is in our country, so 8,848 meters. So we have, we are from like 60 meters elevations from the sea levels to like 8,848 meters. In this uh, land, we have lots of uh, species of plants, lots of medicinal plant species. I mentioned you earlier, we have like more than 7,000 species of plants. So uh, due to like good collaborations, due to a good integrated approach, youth must get involved because we have a larger population of youth in our country and it's a good earning source uh, for the local people, good uh, uh, ecological benefit for our surroundings, environment and for growing like timber, you take like hundreds of years to uh, grow like uh, Surya Pravesta Sal uh, timber, it takes hundreds of years. For like maps, medicinal and plants, you just take uh, three, four years of maximum time. Some grows like faster, like one, two years. So uh, government uh, and other uh, CBOs, NGOs, uh, through uh, Restore Our Planet, through this podcast, I would like to like aware all those people's like, uh, let's get focused on medicinal and plants and it's an asset because uh, not all countries have these uh, sorts of uh, geographic, physiographic variations. Uh, these maps not grows in all those countries. It grows in our country, so we we must get focused on this. We give big talks. We focus on big, big, larger, larger issues. But this is hiding uh, in the corners of our country. So let's get focused on this. Let's work uh, together in the conservation of uh, medicinal and aromatic plants, and make, let's make this country a very beautiful, more beautiful, less beautiful to this. <laughs> nice. Eh?